I say Hobart, your shaykh, at least to be Mr. No, Sony, or whatever your recorder is, and you can listen to the highest caliber scholar in your house. But all what it needs from dedication, some dedication and seriousness and commitment for us to develop the understanding and then to preserve it. The process of preservation is by repeating it. The process of preservation is to implement it. If you learn a certain dua, you have to implement that dua and say it in your daily zikr. Every one of us should have a daily zikr to remember it. And then you convey it, communicate it to the Muslims. Because verily you might communicate a piece of information to someone and that someone gets more understanding and more knowledge out of it than you. Thus you should not keep it to yourself. Spread it around for the people to benefit from. So communicating through a chain of narration is a unique quality to the Muslim nation. The Jews do not have such methodology, nor the Christians. Ibn Hazm said that the Christians have one report through a chain of narration in which it was said that divorce is prohibited, but this chain of narration has a liar in it. Then we say in regard to report authenticity, hadith falls in three categories. We're going to stop at this point because explaining this will take more than the time that is left until we pray Isha. I will stop now to allow time if you have any questions. Taking into consideration the format of the class and the class starts with a discussion and I expect you to know the material next time you come and then we go and cover new material and then we open the floor for question and answer. This is the format of the serious lesson that will be of benefit inshallah for us in this life and in the hereafter. So if you have any questions, you may ask. Abdul Rahman. Uh, I don't think I've caught the, uh, the two uh, Elmo Hadith correctly. I copied Elmo Hadith Dauria. Diraya. Diraya. And Elmo Hadith Riwaya. 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 
Inshallah, don't forget next time to bring the board so we can write on it the words that we need to document. concerning that practice. Aisha negated the fact that the Prophet standing, but her negation referred to her scope of knowledge. But it was affirmed that the Prophet be upon him you were standing. But you have to understand that this practice and uh, when the Prophet narrated standing, he did that and it was secure that it's not going to flash back on him. Therefore, when this condition is not met, we should be careful not to urinate standing in such a fashion where the urine will splash back on the individual. Yeah. Now, what is narration left? Nothing. Do I? Like, how we have not gotten to that level. Narration. Rewind. Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to ask you why. It's an Any other questions? You had mentioned uh, about Sunnah Salaam that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the Khutbah is permissible to say it to the Sallallahu Don't say it out loud because it's not permissible to, to speak even if somebody says Salaamu Alaikum it's not permissible for you to say Wa Alaikum Salaam even though answering the Salaam is an obligatory duty upon the Muslim group. Therefore, when you hear the name of the Prophet وسلم, the practice is to say But during the khutbah, do not pronounce that, but you can say it to yourself without pronouncing it. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى عاله وأصحابه والذين تبعوهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد ما هو علم الحديث دراية What is the science of hadith دراية 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 what is علم الحديث رواية؟ علم الحديث رواية is the science of the authenticity of the report. Science of the authenticity of the report. When we are studying the science of hadith, which science we are studying? Ilm al-hadith 
رواية أو علم الحديث براعة رواية رواية أي شو براعة You are going with him on the hadith Jiraiya? We're not going, we're not studying the authenticity of the speech. So we are studying Ilm al Hadith Riwaya. We're not studying the meaning of the hadith of the Prophet and the khutbah and the ruh that could be derived from those hadith. We are only studying the methodology of authenticating a hadith and what makes a hadith authentic and what makes a hadith disapproved. What are the etiquettes of communicating a message in Islam? A religious message. Okay. Perceiving information and conveying to listen, you know, up. First stage is listen. Second, understanding. Third, perceiving. Perceiving. What do you mean? Perceiving. Uh, Preserve. What is the chain of narration? What does it mean, the chain of narration? Where is the booklet that we have given you? Okay, we, you need to bring your booklet. You need to be serious student of knowledge. Now you have next time. You need to be more serious student of knowledge where you have the material that we have given you out and become more prepared, insha'Allah. In the hadith says, the third line, yet in regard to reports authenticity, hadith fall in three categories. 
our religion in its two parts, the Quran and the Sunnah, has been communicated to us through chains of narration. The Quran and the speech of the Prophet which referred to as the Sunnah, is conveyed to us through a chain of narration. The Quran has been conveyed to us through Tawatur. Tawatur, which means numerous amounts of people conveyed the message. from its origin to the documentation and writing stage. Numerous amount of people that have been involved in communicating the text from its original speaker to the stage of documentation in books. So this information is very important for us to understand that the Quran which we read, this book that we all have the conviction that our book is preserved. The process of preservation took place through the effort of the people, of the human beings. It was the human beings who memorized that Quran from the Prophet. It was the human beings who wrote ayat, a leather, a leaf, and stones during the time of revelation. It was the human being who collected all that writing and made out of it one book, one volume. So the process of preservation took place through the efforts of a human being. Many people have memorized that Quran. And they, in their turn, they pass that Qur'an to their offspring and this is how the Qur'an has been passed on from one generation to another generation. Allah Azza wa Jal said in the Qur'an إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَةِ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ It's us whom we, who revealed the dhikr and we are going to preserve it. 
So Allah Azza wa Jal took it upon Himself to preserve the book. But this preservation does not mean Allah brought down to us from heaven a book. And that book no one can come near and touch. But the book was the revelation that was given to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And those revelations were taught to his companions, committed to writing, collected in volumes. This is the process of preservation. That same process applies to the Sunnah of the Prophet The Sunnah of the Prophet refers to his speech, his action, and his approval. His speech, actions, and approval have been preserved in a fashion similar to the preservation of the Qur'an with one difference, that the Qur'an had been preserved to us through tawatur, and the sunnah of the Prophet had been preserved to us through tawatur and through ahad. We are going to study as we move along the meaning of tawatur and the meaning of ahad. We're going to reach that point. As far as the sunnah which is preserved to us through tawatur and through ahad, both of that which falls into the ahad category Some of it is authentic and some of it is not authentic. Again, that part of the Sunnah which fall under the Ahad category, some of it is authentic and some of it is not. Which means everything that is communicated to us through the Tawatur is authentic. So here we say, in regard to reports of authenticity, hadith fall in three categories. As-Sahih, it is, or As-Sahih is the first station. So, the hadith which is classified as Sahih, is the first station of the collections of a hadith that falls under the Ahad category. This hadith which is Sahih has to meet certain conditions for it to fall into the, ahad, the Sahih classification. We're going to study those conditions. It says it has a connected chain of narration. It has a connected chain of narration. 
we explained to you last time what is the chain of narration which means the number of people who are involved in communicating the message from the original speaker to the end where it is documented and writing. This is called the chain of narration. The reason why it's called the chain of narration because just like a chain, every link has to be connected to that which comes before it. Also in the, in the chain of narration, the dispenser reporter dispense the hadith to the recipient reporter and that recipient reporter in turn becomes a dispenser reporter to the one who comes behind him and so on and so forth from the beginning to the end So for the recipient reporter must hear the hadith from the dispenser reporter. That's what it means that the narration is connected. When the recipient reporter hears the hadith from the dispenser reporter. This is when we document that this has this event happened means the chain is connected between those two individuals. The chain is connected between those two individuals. To authenticate or to document that fact what facts we're talking about? That the recipient reporter heard the hadith from the dispenser reporter to document that fact we can document it by various ways the first way of course is when the recipient reporter says I heard the hadith from so and so he is declaring to us in a very explicit statement that he has heard this hadith from the dispenser reporter. However, there are different expressions that are used by reporters to signify that the recipient reporter heard the hadith or the text from the dispenser reporters some of those expressions explicitly convey that the chain is connected i.e. when the reporters say I heard him say or he told me other expressions do not explicitly convey that the chain is connected but since those expressions are used by 
trustworthy individual. They are understood to convey that the chain is connected. We're going to run an experiment for us to make this picture clear. I'm going to have Malik say something to me. Say something. If I say, Malik, say to me, I have hope, then it's very clear that if I did not hear it from him and I have said that statement, I, might, I will be lying. No doubt. Correct? Now we're going to do the same experiment. Whisper to him something. Tell me. Now I'm going to tell you, Malik said he is tired. Now when you hear me say Malik said he was tired, this statement could mean I've heard it directly from him or it could mean I've heard it through a medium. Correct or not? So when I say to you, Malik said he is tired, if I did not hear this statement from him, that does not make me a liar because I did not lie. When I say Malik says he is tired. Because when I say Malik said, that does not mean I've heard it from him. It could mean I've heard it from him, and it could mean I've heard it from a third person. True or not? You understand this point? So when we have a recipient reporter, and a dispenser reporter, and the link between them is he said, or according to. Those expressions could mean the recipient reporter heard it from the dispenser reporter, or it could mean the recipient reporter heard it from a third person. But that possibility that the recipient reporter heard it from a third person is discounted because those two people are trustworthy. Thus, they will not put us under an expression which is false. As well as we know that those people have met once in their lifetime. If we know those people have met in their lifetime only for one time, and then one of them reports 
on the authority of the other even though in that reporting he did not say I've heard or he said to me but he used Tilal's other expression we accept that as to be connection also we can accept that the chain is connected if what is available to us as documentation that those two people were contemporaries which means they lived during the same time not their entire lives during the same time but they were alive a certain time together so if those two people are contemporary and one of them report on the authority of the other with an, with an expression that could mean he has heard it from him and could mean he has heard it from him through a medium we discount, we discount this possibility that he has heard it from him through a medium and we accept that reporting as to be connected Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah when he was making his book which we all know as Sahih al-Bukhari he put certain conditions for a hadith to be fit for his book and those this condition refers to the connection condition and that condition goes as follows only those people who have met each other it was documented that they met each other he accept their reporting of one another whereas Imam Muslim he accepted the second condition he said it was sufficient for him if it was documented that those people are contemporary that those people are contemporary so this is what it means a sahih is the first station it has a connected chain of narration reported by Al-Adil al-Dabit respectively also must be illah and shuzood free those two people or the people who are involved in the transmission of the hadith in transmission of the report they have to meet certain criteria first of which this hadith has to be reported by Al-Adil Al-Adil means the righteous according to the scholars of Al-Hadith Al-Adil is the one who does not do major sins 
nor insist on minor sins. Does not do major sins, nor insist on minor sins. He does all of his religious obligations, and he does not practice acts that defy his dignity. So the first one, he does not do any major sin. He does not fornicate. He does not practice backbiting because backbiting is a major sin. He does not lie. Secondly, he does not insist on doing a minor sin. If he does something which is wrong and he's reminded of it, he will abandon it. Thus, he's not insisting on minor sins. And he does all of his religious obligations according to his abilities, of course. Fast, pray, make hajj. But if he was sick and he cannot fast, that does not mean he's not adil anymore. Because it's not obligatory upon him to fast in sickness. Also, he does not practice acts that defy his dignity. There are those acts which are not haram. But when a person does those acts, it defies his dignity as a person, as a man. Imagine a person wearing a shirt on which there is two pair of shoes. You cannot tell him this is haram. To walk around with a shirt and the back of it, two pair of shoes. But is that an act of dignity, of honor? No. It's not an act of dignity. It's not an act of honor. So a person who is accepted to be a reporter of the traditions of the Prophet وسلم, has to be a person who preserves his dignity. And that also shows us the importance of preserving our dignity in the way we talk, in the way we walk, in the way we dress, in the way we behave. Everything to keep us Dignified. So this is covers what does it mean to be adil. But a person who is adil is not automatically accepted into to be a reporter of the hadith. Because a person could be very adil, yet his memorization skills is very weak. Thus mixes the ahadith together. Therefore, the second condition that has to be met in, to, in, the, in that individual that he has to be babit. Babit. Babit means precise. The precise is the one who is able to memorize the reports with accuracy during the learning stage. 
and narrate the report correctly during the delivery stage. And there is the stage of tahammul and the stage of adab. Tahammul when a person is hearing the information. The literal translation is loading. When the person is being loaded with the information. That person has to be when he is loaded, when he is receiving this information, he has to receive it accurately. Because in many cases, you tell a person a statement and he hears it with variation. But a person who has to be bothered, he has to hear it correctly. And after he hears it correctly, he has to be able to say it and to repeat it accurately. Because many times the mistakes come either when a person is hearing the wrong thing, or he hears the right thing and then he repeats the wrong thing. So this is where the mistakes take place. Also a person who practices precision, this precision has to be practiced in reference to his memorization as we have said. He has to keep his memorization accurate and also he has to keep his book clean and accurate. Clean and accurate. Because at that time when they write down their information, they have to make sure and secure that no one can come and add to their book foreign statements. They have to make sure that the book is free from interpolation. A person who is known not to preserve his book from tampering, his narration is not accepted. Therefore, many, some of a scholar, his name by Sufyan ibn Waqiyah, he was very strong in memorization. However, he had the bookkeeper who was an evil person. Sufyan ibn Waqiyah was advised to fire that bookkeeper and he refused. Thus, the scholars say Sufyan ibn Waqiyah is weak because his books now are doubt, are in doubt whether they are kept free from interpolation or not. And the person refers to his book to refresh his memory. A person refers to his books to refresh his memory. Therefore, it's important for the student of knowledge to have books and notes on which he writes the information for him to go and review this information to keep it with him preserve it. A person who is adil and a person who is dhabit is called siqah. Siqah. 
قانون So now we have three conditions for the hadith to be sahih. It has to have a connected chain of narration. It has to be reported by Al-Adil, by Abdabit, respectively. Which means every person in the chain of narration has to be Adil and Abdabit. Not only one person. Everyone who is involved in the reporting has to be Adil and Abdabit. The fourth and the fifth condition also must be illah and shudud free. The hadith must be free from illah. Illah is a hidden defect which renders the hadith to be weak. Illah is a hidden defect which renders the hadith weak, meaning unassaulted. And also the hadith must be shudud free. Shudud means irregular. A hadith that comes irregular or with irregularity is weak. As we go on in the explanation of knowledge is a cure, we're going to spend more, more time to explain what is illah and what is shizu. But now we are teaching you the conditions that make a hadith sahih. We have five conditions. It has to have a connected chain of narration, reported by Al-Adil, Abdabid respectively, Illah, and Shudud free. Meaning free from Illah and from Shudud. Having said that, we conclude our session today. وهذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد. And if you have any questions, we try to answer them until until for whatever time we have available. Back when he was talking about Imam Bukhara, Rasulullah, he said that he accepted the reports from people if they have missed the one that was uh, him and Imam Muslim, uh, Rasulullah, he missed the one. Briefly, Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim, they put conditions. According to those conditions, they can accept a hadith from their collection. The condition of Al-Imam Al-Bukhari is stricter than the condition of Al-Imam Muslim. Al-Imam Al-Bukhari, he put the condition that a chain of narration is connected if it was documented that the dispenser reporter and the recipient reporter have met.
Whereas an Imam Muslim put a more relaxing condition and he said it's sufficient for us to accept that the chain of narration is connected if those two the recipient reporter and the dispenser reporter are contemporary it was documented to us that they are contemporary and one of them narrates according to the other then it is accepted to be a connected chain of narration Adil is still Ain Dal Lam Bobbit still Bob Alif Ba Fa Sipa Sa Fa Ta Marhuta Sa Fa Ta Marhuta which means a person who is Adil and Babi, he is Thiqah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى أصحابه وأتباعه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين What are the conditions that has to be met for the hadith to be صحيح How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve the book to us? Abdul Rahman. Through human efforts. But what kind of how? Reports of narration and origin of the we said the book was given to us in Tawakur style. Where is the Sunnah? Some of it is Tawakur and some of it is Ahad. Ahad. 
what is the condition of an Imam Muslim that he accepts to signify that the chain of narration is connected? The people are contemporary. The people are contemporary. What is the condition of Al Imam Al Bukhari to accept that the chain of narration is connected? That the person stated that he heard from him? Fuck The recipient received from the center or actually met each other. They met each other. Yeah. It was documented that they have met each other. In either cases, they have heard from one another because if they have not heard from one another, that means the chain of narration is connected. But what we mean, they are contemporaries. If it was documented to us that they are contemporaries and one of them narrates on the authority of the other, that means he has heard it from him. Who is Al-Adl? Men who Al-Adl? What does he do to be an adult? He has to be righteous. This is a translation. But we want righteous. What does it mean he is righteous? How can a person be righteous? He doesn't commit any illegal uh, acts when uh, he tries to be pious. Close, but we have a specific definition. Uh, that he stays away from medicine. He doesn't uh, persist in the minor sin. He doesn't anything. He doesn't do anything that defies his commandments. Okay, and what else? And he does all of his religion. Yeah, he does all of his uh, obligations. Okay. Who is a barber? So he has, yes. So he is good in the loading stage, in the stage of the Hammon, when he is being receiving the information, he receives it accurately, and then when he is delivering that information, he delivers it correctly. What constitutes the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? The Rasmus constitutes the saying his actions, deeds. Okay. Saying actions. Action. Deeds. What is the difference between actions and deeds? Okay. Saying actions and what do you approve of? Approval. Say it again. Saying his actions. And we start a new lesson, insha'Allah. We're going to start a new lesson by giving you
an example of a hadith that is sahih. This is an example of hadith sahih narrated in the book of Al-Bukhari number 5188 5188 It says قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم You see how it says حدثنا meaning he spoke to us which explicitly tells you that he has heard it from this person and then it says حدثنا حماد بن زيد also the word حدثنا he spoke to us which means explicitly he has heard it from this individual. عن أيوب Now the link here came to us with the word عن عن could imply that they've heard it from him or it could imply this expression to a middle person. Hamad bin Zayd has to have met Ayyub because this is the condition of an Imam al-Bukhari when the narrators are narrating something they have to have met and then when they narrate according to each other it's accepted to be a connected chain of narration because if they, he did not hear it from him if Hamad al-Buzayd did not hear it from Ayyub if he said that عن أيوب and he is trustworthy and he is not known to make the bleed then he will fall into lying and he will lose his trustworthiness so حماد بن زيد عن أيوب عن نافع عن عبد الله ابن عمر that is that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said كلكم راع وكلكم مسؤول فالإمام راع وهو مسؤول والرجل راع على أهله وهو مسؤول والمرأة راعية على بيت زوجها وهي مسؤولة والعبد راع على مال سيده وهو مسؤول ألا فكلكم راع وكلكم مسؤول Translation the Prophet said, all of you, every single one of you is a shepherd. And every single one of you is responsible. And also mas'ul could be interpreted as, and every one of you will be questioned. And both meanings are correct because if you are responsible about something, you're going to be questioned about it. An imam, who is the leader, he is a shepherd for his people. And he is questioned and he is responsible for his people. And that shows the difficult task of being the Imam 
or been in any position of authority of people, responsible for the people. It was reported that Umar ibn Khattab one night came out to check on the people in his community and he saw a woman that she was trying to light some fire and boil some water. And he said to her, what are you doing? She said, I'm boiling water for the kids. They are hungry and they were crying. He said to her, this is what you're going to feed them? She said, I don't have anything else to feed them. And Allah between me and Umar, not knowing he was Umar, he told her, does Umar know about you and your situation? She said, how could he be the Khalifa and he does not know about me? Then Umar, not knowing, she not knowing that he was Umar, he went, he brought to her a bag of flowers, he came back to her, he carried it on his shoulders, he made sure that the fire was ignited, he cooked the flour, he, he cooked the food, he made, he made sure that the boys ate the food and they went to sleep. And after all of that is done, she said to him, Wallahi, you are better to us than Umar. Not knowing that he was Umar, radiallahu anhu. So that shows that every one of us is responsible. So the Imam is responsible. Is a responsible figure for what goes on in his community. Also, the man is the shepherd in his family, in his household. Meaning he's going to be questioned about his household. What goes on in his household? What his kids do in their spare time? How do they spend their time? What does his wife do? Do they have food to eat? Their needs are met, their education is provided for, he is responsible for all of them. And he's going to be questioned about his responsibility. We find in many cases that nowadays the father in the household is so much consumed by seeking money and more money and leaving the responsibility of taking care of the children only to the mother. And he does not know any idea what is going on with his children. This is not coming through on his responsibility because the children need the guidance of the father. And they need to feel that the father is on their case. Otherwise, they always find it easy to be with the mother and they will take advantage of the mother's love. 
and they fail and they fall short from doing their responsibility. So the man is responsible for his family. A man is responsible for his house, for his wife. How she leaves the house. Covered, uncovered. He's responsible. Is his wife doing the prayers or not? So all of that is the responsibility of a man in his household. So he is the ruler of that household. Also the wife is responsible for the house of her husband. Make sure that the house is protected. She's not wasting money. She's not wasting food. And so on and so forth. So the wife is also responsible for the household of her husband. And she's also responsible for her children. Many women have fake pity, fake mercy for their children. An example of that, you know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, امروا صبيانكم أو أولادكم بالصلاة لسبع وضربوهم عليها لعشر command your children to pray when they are seven years of old and when they attain ten years of old if they don't pray you beat them for it now we have the case of a child 